it's not up to your partner to make you feel sexually confident. It's up to you. You have that rating on the scale of sexual confidence because you chose that rating. Indirectly, maybe, but you chose it through your thoughts and actions. And that may be hard to hear, but at the same time, it's really great to hear because that shows how much power you have. Like, you can take off the expectation of her having to do things to make you feel a certain way about yourself. That's freeing. It's a really good feeling when you can take ownership and realize that you have the power to change how you feel sexually. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. So first of all, funny story. (laughs) All right, so you know how I told you guys that I got this new mic? I got a new microphone. Um, It just looks like a huge penis. (laughs) No, you guys on Instagram know what I'm talking about. Um, But I... Whoa, Pico just snored. I don't know if you heard that. It was really loud. But I recently realized that I have not been using the mic. It was plugged in and I was recording, but the input actually wasn't connected. (laughs) So all this time I thought I'd been using my new mic and it wasn't even technically connected. That just goes to show that you can make some idiot moves (laughs) just when it comes to technology and still run a business and you're fine. Um, yeah, blonde moment. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. I, today I want to talk to you guys about, um, your sexual confidence and it's so important. I don't talk about this part enough because I've been talking more of more about the more tangible, actual sexual concerns, but most sexual concerns tie back to your mentality, right? And unless you have control over your mindset, as to how you feel about yourself, you will experience sexual concerns and miscommunication in your partnership and feeling like you're trapped and don't know what to do. It all starts in your mind, right? You need to get control over your mind so that you can have control over your external sexual circumstances. So I wanted to touch on sexual confidence and start by asking you, how would you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of your sexual confidence. Uh, one being it's horrible, couldn't get any worse. Um, I feel like I have absolutely no sexual confidence. I've been out of the game for years. I'm avoiding sex. I'm struggling with early ejaculation or erectile dysfunction. Um, I feel like I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And I just feel like a one or a negative one. Maybe you're at like a five where you're like, you know what? I feel pretty good most days. Like I feel like I'm I'm an okay lover. Um, I feel like my dick does the job. 
Um, I'm overall, you know, okay. I guess I'm content. And then 10 would be my sex life is amazing and I feel super confident and happy with the way I react to my body and the pleasure that I give to others and the pleasure I receive and yeah, everything feels fucking fantastic. So where would you be on that scale? I want you to rate yourself right now. And this is something I do with my clients. Almost every single client, I have them rate certain aspects of their life in terms of what they're struggling with most. And in my new course, Overcoming Sexual Performance Anxiety, um, I'm doing four specific ratings with those guys to really get clear on where they are in different types of relationships sexually. So if you are interested in the course, you have any questions, um, you can visit the link in the show notes for that. But this is really important because when you rate yourself, you understand where you currently are and how much farther you have to go. And then you know what the next step is, right? You can't go where you want to go unless you know where you are right now. And when you feel stuck in a certain place, it is very hard to get out of that place if you have no clear picture of where you're going. You can't move forward if you don't know what you're moving forward into. It just doesn't make sense. And that's why so many people do feel mentally trapped because all they know and all they've been experiencing is the same outcome and therefore the same thought process and then the same outcome and then the same thought process. And this is what I call a negative feedback loop, which I also talk a lot about in my new course, Overcoming Sexual Performance Anxiety, because when you get stuck in a negative feedback loop sexually, you will most likely for the rest of your life experience negative sexual encounters and experiences because your mind is not in a place where you're feeling good about it or you're growing or you're moving forward or you're trying to, you know, build a skill set or learn a, learn how to communicate around something or take care of a physical issue that's been holding you back for years that is just tied to mental. So there are so many guys just not harnessing the power of their mind and it's time you do that. So now that you've rated yourself on the scale, I want you to explain what it means to you to be that rating. Why did you rate yourself that number? There's a reason why you rated that number. So like I said, like I I use descriptions as examples, right? Where it's like a five is like, all right, like I'm content. I'm not great. I'm not like super pleased, but it's like, it's all right. Like I can, I can live this way. It wouldn't be the best, but I'm all right. You know, like that's a description. What would your description be? And get more specific with it too. Like think if you say, oh, I feel like I'm a four because, you know, I approach women once in a blue moon And then, you know, maybe I have a one night stand and then I usually get really nervous. Um, I tend to come a little early and then I get really beat down about it. And for that reason, dating just feels like a struggle. And I don't have so much confidence in myself that I should do that again. So that's why I don't approach many women. And sex is just not something I really feel like I thrive in. All right, that's a detailed description. Um, maybe you're at a six where you're like, you know what? I look in the mirror and I feel like I I like the guy who's looking back. You know, I'm like, I'm proud of him. I think he's like, he's a sexy guy. 
you know, he's, I'm sure many of you don't consider yourselves a sexy guy, um, just because I talked to a lot of you. And that's what you, you need to start embracing your sexuality because it's very normal and that's how you feel sexy. That's how you feel attractive is when you look at yourself and you think of yourself and you associate yourself to these meanings. And so many guys fall out of this because they don't think like they're hot or they're attractive anymore um, because either they don't hear it from their partner or they stop telling themselves that or they get their dad bod and they just assume they're not anymore because the physical appearance doesn't match that um, according to society standards, right? So we have to remind ourselves of who we are. I have a client right now, a female client actually, I'm working with her and her husband separately and and I have her telling herself I'm a desirable woman and reminding herself of that because even though she's very physically attractive and young, she forgets it, you know? So it's like, it's not up to her partner to always tell her that. And it's nice. It's nice of him to do so, but it's, it's up to us to determine and remind ourselves, hey, I am a desirable person. I am an attractive woman. I am an attractive guy. You know, I feel really good about myself. And if you don't feel good about parts of yourself, what are the parts you do feel good about? Because you have to start calling out those parts and bringing more attention to those things and parts of you then you do the opposite because that's what dampens your confidence is too much focus on this dad bod isn't attractive or my penis is too small it's it's not pleasuring her i feel like i let myself down with my dick because it just it you know i am struggling with with um erectile dysfunction or delayed ejaculation and i just feel like my dick keeps failing me it sucks you know, and these things that we just blow up, like magnify in our minds becomes how we ultimately feel about us as a sexual being. And then right away, we just feel this shame and this embarrassment or this letdown or this failure. And we associate those words and feelings to sex. And then what happens when you do that? When you communicate with your partner around sex, you get more easily frustrated. You become more resentful. When you're rejected, you you just can't handle it. So you react in a way that's angry or you pout or you get this really needy feeling and you get all anxious and then you have to jerk off to porn and then you beat yourself up for jerking off to porn. And then, you know, you resent your partner for making you jerk off to porn because she never gives you head. And it becomes this, this whole thing that actually starts with you in your mind. So... We have to get control over our sexual experiences by getting in control over our sexual mindset. By sexual mindset, I mean our relationship to sex. We all have our own relationship to sex. And in this case, I'm talking about your sexual confidence. So I should have said sexual confidence. But um, so now that you have your rating and you've, Put detail behind that rating as to why you rated it that way. I want you to think about what's in the next, let's say in the next month, where do you want to be on that rating? And maybe it's a half a point. You know, maybe you're going from 
a five to 5.5. And you're like, all right, that's probably realistic for me to, to jump a half by the next month. And then I want you to ask yourself, all right, well, if I jumped from a five to a 5.5 by mid-January, January 17th, what would that mean? What would I have to do to jump that half a point in my sexual confidence? What would have to change? And maybe it can be as small as when you look at yourself in the mirror, just think, just saying, like thinking in your head, you don't have to, you don't have to say it out loud, but just starting to associate the image of you to, I'm an attractive guy. You know, or maybe it's you, um, maybe in your partner, in your partnership, it's not making jokes about your attraction anymore. I know a lot of people who like talk themselves down, you know, a lot of guys who kind of like make fun of themselves by calling out their, their dad bod or whatever. Like don't call attention to things that you're not feeling confident about and joke about them. Like that's just you feeling bad about it and and it's just at the end of the day not attractive and not not good for you to do. If you really do feel confident with your dad bod, cool. That's great. That's fine. That's not what I'm talking about. But don't self self-deprecate verbally. You know what I mean? Like um, I used to always say, I mentioned this before in the podcast, but I used to always say like, oh, I'm so stupid. You're like, oh yeah, I'm like really bad at this. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I suck at this. <laughs> and I would just like, whenever I was embarrassed about something or ashamed of something, I would call it out so that someone else wouldn't call it out for me. And it was just this way to kind of keep other people from judging me. Because if I judge myself first, then no one else could judge me. So we tend to do that a lot. And um, I want you to call yourself out on those those habits and stop doing that if you are. So that could be just example an example of a step if you do that, right? Maybe another example is, all right, well, I would feel more sexually confident if I could talk to my partner about sex more. And maybe that first step is having a conversation that starts with, hey, I'm just, I'm just curious. Why do you think we don't have as much sex as we used to? And leading with that curiosity and starting a conversation that isn't like, why don't you ever have sex with me? But hey, I'm curious. Like, why do you, why do you think we don't have sex as often as we used to? And that opens the door to getting a response that you probably haven't heard in a while or maybe never. Okay. Maybe it's maybe your step one would be to have a sexual experience and if your dick doesn't do what you want it to do, not freaking out on yourself, not shaming yourself, not responding like, oh, fuck, or like, this sucks. Or like, you know, God damn it, why can't, you know, I feel like I'm just failing my partner and myself. Because your reaction matters a lot when things go the way that you don't want them to. When it comes to rejection, when it comes to you not performing as you want to, pay close attention to how you respond to those things that don't go your way. 
because that reaction is most likely keeping the feedback loop going. So maybe your next change, maybe your next step is paying attention to that reaction and just noticing what are my reactions when things don't go my way? And what would be a better way to react? A way that works for me and gets me on a new track so that I'm not uh, continuing the same loop of behavior and experiences. Maybe it's like, all right, well, that just happened. Um, All right, kind of disappointed in the moment, but there's nothing I can do. And here's what I liked about this experience. And, you know, hopefully things go smoother next time. And that's all I can ask for. And you know what? I'm glad that I have a dick. I'm glad that it works, you know, the majority of the time, uh, the way that I want it to. And, um, and you know, like I'm, I'm healthy and that's it. I'm doing my best. I'm trying my best to, to have a better outcome here. And you don't have to say this out loud. You don't have to say this to your partner, but you have to say it internally to yourself. Because you have to stop that voice from shaming you and beating you up, which then leads to continuing that, that behavior and that experience. So paying attention to that inner voice and making a little switch there is really important. So where my first point I've gotten like 15 minutes in. I'm like, wait, I didn't get to my first point. (laughs) I took a little three-point notes on this sticky pad. Um, The first point I have around your sexual confidence is to make you understand that your sexual confidence comes from you. It doesn't come from your partner. And I see this as a common theme where men will look to you guys will look to your partner and expect her to make you feel more confident due to her reaction. And that can help. And in a healthy relationship, we do help each other in that sense by giving good feedback, by reassuring, by validating, by supporting, um, by complimenting. Those are all wonderful things, but those are icing on the cake. Those are not what makes up the cake. If sexual confidence is the cake, all right, you make up the entire cake. That is just additional. What I mean by that is that you have to look to yourself as to why you're feeling low sexual confidence. It's not up to your partner to make you feel sexually confident. It's up to you. And you have to own that. And when you do own that, you start taking more action because you're not waiting around for someone to do something or expecting them to do something and then getting resentful that they're not doing something. Essentially, you're just resenting yourself for not doing anything because you know you have the power to change this. You're just not. You're choosing not to. This is a choice. It is a choice to embrace the confidence that you have and pay attention to it. And it is a choice to enhance your confidence through taking new, taking on new thoughts and taking on new actions. It's a choice. You, you have that rating on the scale of sexual confidence because you chose that rating. Indirectly, maybe, but you chose it through your thoughts and actions. And that may be hard to hear, but at the same time, it's really great to hear because that shows how much power you have. 
Like you can take off the expectation of her having to do things to make you feel a certain way about yourself. That's freeing. It's like, oh shit, I don't need anyone but me. So it's actually all up to me. Cool. I don't have to rely on anyone else but myself. I don't have to wait around. I can do it myself. It's a really good feeling when you can take ownership and realize that you have the power to change how you feel sexually. Um, so, yeah, another point around this is your sexual confidence comes from how you feel about yourself as a man, not about what your dick does or doesn't do. And guys will put all of their attention into their dick during sex and feel like that should determine whether their sex life is good or bad. Just because you have a huge dick and you have sex, even if you have sex every night, you have a huge dick and you come every night, that doesn't necessarily mean you have a healthy sex life. And it also doesn't necessarily mean you are sexually confident. So we have, we have a lot of it twisted. And when, whether your dick does what you want it to do or doesn't, that shouldn't determine how you feel about yourself. And I know that's, that may be hard to hear too, but also freeing in a sense, right? Where it's like, all right, it's not all about my dick. And guess what? The moment you take more pressure off your dick in that sense, that means you take expectation off your dick. And when you do that, it frees your mind to have less obsession over this part of you and be more in the present moment sexually when you do have sexual experiences. You start thinking about your entire body during sexual experiences. And it's not all the focus on this one thing doing a certain thing. Because that's what often triggers the anxiety that leads to sexual concerns in men. The expectation on their dick. (laughs) You don't need it. Let go. Let go of that. And another point is if you want to move to the next level, so to speak, of your sex life, because a lot of guys are like, a lot of you guys will ask me, I want to, I want to step it up in the bedroom. I want to spice things up. I want to take things to the next level. What's the best way to do it? I want to initiate anal. What do I do? I want to initiate, um, uh, BDSM, like how do we start? We're both curious, but we have no idea where to start. Um, and you, you want to you want to get to these levels, so to speak. Only a few people use the word levels, um, so maybe I shouldn't use that word. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. So when you are sexually, when you are sexually confident, you you know that you can handle the next level, like whatever may happen from it. So if there's doubt and you're doubting yourself, and of course some of that doubt comes from, all right, I don't know what to do to step into this new spiciness or this new kink or this new um, exploring this fetish I have that I or communicating this fetish to my partner for the first time in 20 years. Like when you, before you get there, And before you learn the skill to communicate or before you learn 
the the beginning steps of anal or BDSM or whatever, you need to feel as though you're comfortable and confident with yourself sexually. Because if you're not confident and comfortable with yourself sexually and you don't know your body inside and out, and when I say body, I'm not just talking about your dick, right? I'm talking about your overall desires, like what you want in bed, like what other parts of your body feel really good and turn you on. And what thoughts do you have sexually? And do you judge those thoughts? Do you beat yourself up for those thoughts? Are you trying to hide them? Like, are you confident and comfortable with your fantasies and with what you desire in bed from a partner? Because if you're not comfortable and confident with those things to a certain extent, you won't even be able to communicate them properly to your partner. Um, And you'll most likely hide them from your partner, right? That's why a lot of you are feeling like, I don't know how to like say this. I'm so, I'm so ashamed. I'm like afraid to bring this up. I feel like embarrassed by this. And maybe you're not necessarily embarrassed about something, but you're like a client of mine who recently was like, when he first came to me, he was like, we want to take our sex life to the next level because we have a pretty healthy sex life. But I feel like there's still, um, I'm still having trouble when she rejects me from time to time and I'm taking it really poorly. So I want to make sure that I can handle that rejection and I can do it in a constructive way and not make her feel bad before we move on to these next level, so to speak, sexual activities. And I thought that was so awesome of him because it's like, wow, like you can be trying all this new stuff that you guys are excited to try, but you're actually stepping it back because you realize you don't feel the way you want to feel when you get rejected and you don't like the way that you handled that because you know you could do a better job. So he went backwards and he was like, I want to work with you to, to make sure that I can handle rejection and and do so in in a healthy way and also communi- be able to communicate my needs to her and not feel like she's going to reject me when I communicate those, when I ask for what I need. And that's where we are right now. And he's doing so good. Like, it's really cool to see us just zoning in on these these areas and for him to, for her, like yesterday, she even told him, I'm noticing changes in you and I really like it. And I I don't feel pressured to have sex like I used to. And she like came out and said that to him. And I told him like, you know, because she's not feeling pressured, that's why she's been initiating more with you, right? And he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like that's, those go hand in hand. So it's pretty cool. He's like, I'm really happy and pleased. And that's, that's so true. It's like that's how it is when you are able to handle, especially guys handling sexual rejection. And it it takes a lot of sexual confidence in yourself to be able to handle sexual rejection and just brush it off right away and not hold resentment and not have pain around that or take it so personally and overthink and then react certain ways the next day because you're upset at her and you blame her, even though she was you know, maybe had a headache and was just in a really bad mood or her body was sore or whatever. 
And I know that's not always the case. But there's always a reason why she's not wanting sex with you. And you have to gain confidence enough to start those conversations and figure out why. Right? So see how all of this communication and all of this trying new things and experimenting with different sexual um, ideas or adventures, it all goes back to what it starts from is your sexual confidence. We need you at least at an eight on that scale. Where you really, you, where you love yourself as a sexual man. And you feel desirable and you feel deserving of desirability in your relationship. And you, you know you're attractive and you know you're valuable. Regardless of what you look like. It's a feeling. It's an energy. It's not about what, what you look like in the mirror. It's how you carry yourself. It's who you believe you are. That's what you need to strengthen. Because when you strengthen that, that's when all of these skills are just the skills. Like the mindset is the base. You need to believe that you're worthy and deserving and confident and comfortable with who you are and what you want so that you can communicate it efficiently, calmly, confidently, And actually feel like you fucking deserve it. And know that you can communicate not from a place of anger or resentment, but from calm curiosity. I think that's something women always want to see more of, but men approach it more like, um, you know, you never give me blowjobs anymore. Oh yeah, like, Why? Because we have sex once a year. Like there's either sarcasm or there's you don't do this. And think about it if that was flipped. Would you want to have sex with someone who comes at you saying something like that? You know, it's kind of just like, all right, well, that's not really a turn on. Like that just makes me angry because you're just blaming me for why your sex life sucks and you're not taking any part in it and we're not talking about it and like blah, blah, blah. And I'm not blaming the guy here. I'm blaming whoever is upset with lack of sex in the relationship. If there is a lack of sex and no one's doing anything about it, guess what? Someone's got to take the first step. So if you want it more, it means it has to be you. That's just how it is. Woman or man. Whoever wants it more is most likely going to have to take the first step. And that's okay. But before you take that step, make sure you're at a level of sexual confidence where you're ready to understand, to lead with curiosity, to have empathy, to ask for what you want, to state why what you want is important to you, to be curious as to why she's in the headspace she is or why she hasn't been wanting sex or if she's willing to see a doctor if things are not just, if there's pain or she doesn't ever feel it. Like, these conversations need to be had. You can't be afraid to have these conversations. And when you have a certain amount of sexual confidence, you're not afraid. Another point 
is sexual confidence gives you gives you what you want and ultimately what you deserve which is the oh shit moment because you're kind of like I don't fucking deserve this but if you're at the place you know you're like stuff I'm a level two I'm I'm a two rating out of 10 like I don't fucking deserve this okay but what have you done to change your scenario and if you've done everything, why are you still in a sexless relationship for 20 years? And I know like, you know, you can combat that with, all right, easier said than done. You can't just leave, blah, blah, blah. You can though. And I'm sure you haven't tried everything. I'm almost positive you have not tried everything. And when I say you deserve it, it's like, we deserve my mentality. I mean, this is my opinion. I think we deserve, like, I think we deserve exactly where we are in life and what we have. From the point we were, you know, put on this earth, whatever circumstance we were born into, like, we deserve where we are right now based on our thought process based on what we've gone through, what we've learned from it. And if you haven't taken the steps and if you don't continue taking the steps, then you deserve to be right where you are. And that's not like a, oh, you deserve it because you're not trying, you suck. It's like a, you deserve what you fight for. You deserve what you work for. And if you're not putting in the work or if you're trying the same thing every single day for for 15 years and it hasn't worked, why are you still trying that? It's not working. And a lot of guys I talk to, I'm like, who did you work with before to solve this problem? What have you tried? And they'll tell me they tried one thing or they saw one therapist for like a month and it didn't work. <laughs> it's like, all right, and you've been struggling this with this for 15 years? Or 10 years, even five years. That's a lot. It's a long time. So this goes back to owning your shit, right? Like this is just a tough love of like, you deserve it, meaning own your shit so that you can deserve something better. So that you get something better. And... When you have a certain level of sexual confidence, you tend to get what you want because, as I said, it leads to communication, right? You can't communicate efficiently, calmly, or confidently unless you hold that sexual confidence in yourself. And like I said, this is about the energy, the energy of how you feel about yourself as a man. Sexual confidence makes you see your value as a partner, as an attractive man who's desirable. Um, 
and it makes you speak up for yourself. You need to speak up for yourself. If you're in a sexless marriage, like stop complaining about it. Like speak the fuck up. And if there is no effort made on the other side, ask yourself, why am I still in this? If sex is very important to you and intimacy is very important to you and you're miserable without it, why are you living like that? I'm not saying like, get out and divorce immediately. I'm just asking you, why are you choosing to live like that? What do you have to do to choose otherwise? What would be the first step for you to like get back up? Be like, you know what? It's time I stand for myself. It's time I start speaking up for myself. And that doesn't mean get aggressive. That doesn't mean be hurtful. That doesn't mean raise your voice or be sarcastic or mean. It means have a backbone. And trust that you owe this to yourself. Because sex is important, and just because you get older doesn't mean it should just stop. Something I'm finding really fascinating, which I feel kind of, you know, silly that I didn't know before, was like every sex book I read, it's talking about all this research, right? And like different studies being done. And all of the studies are like, they they tested, they did this study between women ages 18 to 74 or like 20 to 92 and they found that and I was like what I was like people are having sex in their like late 80s and 90s and that like kind of blew my mind because I <laughs> this probably sounds so stupid you probably accept yeah obviously <laughs> I don't know maybe some of you guys didn't know this either but like um but yeah it's it they they just always say I mean everything I'm reading says that like you know we don't we stop having sex when we die we don't we don't stop just because we're old you know there are women in their 70s who wet the bed because they're squirting so much um which is pretty crazy like i was like what i didn't know that women in their 70s could do that like that's insane and it's super pleasurable for them so i know that may seem weird to hear (laughs) maybe a weird image but like like you know why should it be weird like and maybe it's just for me but that's my own journey with sexual education like that just kind of blew my mind and I just would never imagine that so in my mind it's like whoa that's shocking but it just goes to show that like sex doesn't stop and people enjoy pleasure and pleasing each other in relationships and a lot of people need it more than others and value it more than others And that doesn't mean something's wrong with you. If you need sex a certain amount of days a month and solo sex doesn't, you know, doesn't do it enough for you, like you also want partner sex, that's okay. It's okay to desire that and want that and ask for that. But you won't ask and you won't stand up for yourself unless you have a certain level of sexual confidence in you. Okay, so I know this was a mix of some tough love 
And um, more on the serious side, I was feeling a little serious with this mic. (laughs) I hope it works. I hope I don't play this back and it's like terrible sound. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I hope that I hope that helped you guys. And I hope you see the importance of how you feel about yourself as a man. Desire wise. You know, not just like, oh, I'm a cool dude. Like, I'm an okay looking dude. No, like what makes you desirable? You know, what parts of you do you find most attractive? And don't be ashamed to call those things out because when you embrace those parts of yourself, that's when you can ask for what you want in bed that maybe relate to those parts of your body. Like, hey, I love my biceps rubbed and massaged. Like, maybe that turns you on. You know, don't be ashamed to ask for things that you feel are outside the norm. It's really good and healthy for you to ask for for things that make you feel attractive or make you feel good when they're touched. And you don't have to make everything about your dick. Your dick does not equal your sexual confidence. You embracing yourself as a sexual man does and accepting yourself. That's what I mean by embracing. So take this info and use it to the best of your ability. I want you to really think, all right, in the next month, because January is coming up, right? So we all want to set some goals um, and just take it one step at a time. Like, what is that first goal? What is that first step? And hopefully you have it after listening to this podcast. You have that very first step. And that can give you some clarity as to like, all right, I have a way out. I have a way forward. Let's put it that way. Like, this is good. I don't have to be stuck in the same cycle I've been in because I have a, I could take a step outside this cycle ASAP. And I know what it looks like. I know what I have to do to step outside the cycle. Clarity is power. Know where you're going and you can get out of the cycle you're in if you're unhappy with it. As I said, my new program, Overcoming Sexual Performance Anxiety, is now open. That link will also be in the show notes. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world, and I'll talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.